Good morning, everybody. Happy Mother's Day. My name is Maria Shanahan, and I will be graduating from Watching Hills Regional High School, and next year I'm going to attend Seton Hall University for nursing. Quick shout out to my mom. I love you, and I appreciate all of your hard work. So today I'm going to be focusing on the word darkness in the verse. So I'll read John 8:12 one more time. It says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. When I had begun writing this sermon, I realized that I had to start somewhere. So I did what any typical high school student would do. I Googled it. <laughs> the first definition that popped up to define darkness was devoid or partially devoid of light. I think that this definition is extremely important because in the Bible, God is always working against darkness. Just think back to the moment God created light. Its sole purpose is to overcome the darkness. Within the first couple verses in the Bible, God is already bringing light to the darkness. Genesis 1, verses 3 and 4 says, God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. But what about darkness is so scary? Are we afraid of the actual darkness in and of itself? Or are we afraid of what could be in it? What could happen when all light disappears? Looking back to when I was a little kid, I had a nightlight plugged into the corner of my room. I was one of those little kids who was afraid of the monster under my bed or in my closet. So I had that nightlight, and the light bounced off my walls and lit up my room. It gave me comfort knowing I wasn't in complete and utter darkness. But as I grew older, like everyone else, I outgrew the irrational fears of the monsters under my bed and I unplugged my nightlight. But as we grow out of our fears of physical darkness, we don't realize the dangers of spiritual darkness. It slips into our mind and tries to separate us from Jesus. Spiritual darkness is not something the devil picks and chooses for certain people, like, oh, I want you to doubt God, or I want this person to believe this lie. No, he doesn't do that. He will take anyone he can get. From the moment you give your life to Christ, the devil puts a target on your back. He seeks us out and tries to do everything in his power to isolate us from Jesus. He tells us lies that we're worthless or we're not enough, and his sole goal is to make us as Christians doubt God and God's love. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We don't see it, but there is definitely a battle going on. A, a spiritual battle between good and evil, between light and darkness, between God and the devil. Darkness can look different to everyone. For some people, it's depression, or others it can be anxiety, or fear, or loneliness. But these are all lies the devil wants us to believe. But what some people forget is that God has already won. Since the day Jesus walked out of that tomb, he is and forever will be victorious. Some people think that they're still fighting in this war. They feel like they lost, or they're alone, or they're not worth it. But these are lies the devil wants us to believe, but Jesus already won when he died for us. Now, Jesus didn't die just for the people who are perfect. He didn't say, only your sins are forgiven, or I only died for these people. No, of course not. To God, there are no ifs, ands, or buts. John 3.16 does not say, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life, except... No, he died for everyone. He died for the sinners and for the brokenhearted. 1 Peter 3, verse 18 says, Christ suffered for our sins once and for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. Yes, darkness is scary, but the light of Jesus shines brighter than any in all darkness. We know that Jesus is the light of the world, and it is our mission as Christians to seek that light out and make it grow. In this world filled with darkness everywhere we look, being a light can seem pretty intimidating. 
but it only takes a little light to drive out the darkness. Think about a string of Christmas tree lights for a second. When the whole string of lights doesn't work except for one little light bulb, all of our attention goes to that one light bulb. It's powerful, and it doesn't care about how much darkness is around it. It shines and shines, and when people see that one lit light, they are inspired and make it grow and grow. Now, how do I stay close to Jesus in this dark world, you ask? Number one is by praying. Talk to God. Tell him your fears and your worries, and thank him for protecting you. Whether it be out loud or in your head or on a piece of paper, just talk to God and be open to what he has to say back. Number two is to trust. Trust in his ultimate plan and never doubt the fact that Jesus died for you and knows exactly what he wants for your life. A lot of times we ask God to direct us and when he does, we say, well, this isn't what I wanted to happen. God's plan for you is far greater than anything we can comprehend. But when we put faith in the fact that he knows what's best for us, we can live how he wants us to, without fear and without worry. Jeremiah 29:11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So my challenge for you all today is to seek out that light. Dwell on it and it will grow and grow. And if you can't find any light, be one. Shine bright for the glory of God, and any darkness around you will be overcome by the power of Jesus that shines through you. Thank you, and happy Mother's Day.